Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And it's designed to be transferred between people the same way you do paper dollars or coins. And its value is derived from what people believe it's worth, as opposed to what people are told dollars or cents are worth. I don't know about you, but Bitcoins are about as mysterious to me as Dante Noir's voice. (laughs) He's the podcast host of Cigars and Crypto, a weekly podcast where he sits around with cigar aficionados and Bitcoin lovers and talks cryptocurrency. I figured he would be a good experienced one to get in here and help us explain what Bitcoins are all about. It seems I'm hearing more and more about it. I even went to go and check out something on Venmo the other day, and I had the possibility of paying in Bitcoins. I'm like, I don't even know what a Bitcoin looks like. I don't even know where you would find one. Well, I'm sure you've got some questions too, and we're going to get them answered by Dante Noir. What is this father of four from Washington, D.C. doing involved in cryptocurrency? Well, you'll find out that and a lot more today that might get you watching your coins in a whole different way, reinventing the way we look at money today on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. I know there are 50 million other things you could be doing right now, but you're spending this time with me, and that means the world to me. I tell you what, I've got some good information today. Dante Noir is going to fill us in on what all of this Bitcoin and cryptocurrency talk is all about. So pull out a cigar or your favorite cognac or get a cup of tea or some wine or some water and work out. Whatever you do when you listen to your podcast, get ready because uh, Dante is going to break it down in that very mysterious voice of his. I told Dante, you need to be signing up for my voice acting masterclass, which, by the way, y'all, starts June 19th for the summer session. And I would love you to be a part of it. If you've ever thought of having fun, using your imagination, maybe starting an at-home business, getting your side hustle on, or blowing out a major career in voice acting. Well, come on and and check it out. Go to Rolanda.com and you can get all of the details and you can even set up a call with me. It's what they call a discovery call. But uh, for those of you who are interested, I only take a dozen students. It's a six-week intense course. We meet every Saturday for two hours. I give you a brief technical overview, and then we learn how to break down those characters, discovering what the casting directors are looking for and the clients are looking for. And what is that special sweet sauce in your voice? Well, that's what we discover. I tell my students all the time, I said, you're like vocal gymnast. And that's what they are because they are discovering their own voices, e-learning or video games or animation 
or audiobooks or commercials. They're having fun and they're learning something new. So if you want to branch out and try something new, come on, let's get that voice to cracking. That could be a good thing, actually. (laughs) It's not the quality of your voice. It's how well you act. So let's put that voice to work. Go to Rolanda.com and find out more. You can also DM me on IG and I will catch up with you and let's get you enrolled because those seats are filling up quickly. Here's what some of my recent graduates have to say. Hey there, all you aspiring voice actors, Michelle Brown here. I'm actually here in Times Square for the first time in a long time, but I just wanted to take a moment to let you know that I just wrapped up Rolanda's voice acting masterclass, and wow, it was amazing. Rolanda is a lot of fun. Her class is chock full of useful information that will get you started in your career. And she brings in all these great seasoned pros with great tips that you are just going to love. So go ahead, sign up for Rolanda's voice acting masterclass. You know you want it. This class has changed the way I've approached this craft. It has adapted my mind and allowed me to think of this in a completely new way. Being in a class like this is awe-inspiring. You are constantly surrounded by people of such high talent and of such high caliber, as well as being taught by somebody who is actively in the field helping you with no ulterior motive, solely for the sake of helping you. And I'm sure as you're taking this class, much as I did, you'll, you'll realize the talents that you had that you didn't even know were there. Ah, but you know who did know was there? Rolanda. When I tell you she is a wizard, I literally mean wizard with a capital W. My secret theory is that her last name really isn't Watt, it's wizard. It's Rolanda wizard, because she's a wizard. In all seriousness, this was an amazing experience. It was an amazing class, and the ability to be in the same sphere as her, um, to be bestowed all of the wisdom that she had accumulated over her years in this industry, just for her to just be able to share that space with her was a genuine, genuine honor. And it was an experience that I will never forget. And to all of you people wondering whether or not you should take this class, the answer, as I said before, is yes. This is 100% the class you need to take. It is 1,000% worth it. And it is 1 million percent amazing. Thank you again. Have a great one. I wasn't even actually using my microphone. It's kind of just here for the aesthetic. (laughs) Those students were not paid, I promise. But I want to thank Michelle Brown so much and Jamar Reed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I actually enjoy teaching so very much. It, it just makes my heart sing to watch folks come in with a dream and to work really hard to make that dream become a reality. My students are already getting auditions. They are landing jobs. They are busy making their demo reels. They are doing it. But the main thing is they're keeping up with the momentum and the action and the investment in themselves. And boy, that sure makes a difference in a person's life and trajectory. It really, really does. If you are interested in my voice acting masterclass, we start up very soon. So hit me up at Rolanda.com or you can DM me at IG. Come on, let's put that voice to work. Big shout out to my voice acting masterclass graduate, Leslie Carter, for this wonderful music. I tell you, I have some of the most talented students around. Thank you, Leslie.
Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. What is it that is the glue to an everlasting relationship? I don't think you're going to like this answer. Uh Uh-oh, what is it? The number one thing was respect. That's what my parents say. And I was like, and? Yeah. These couples, I say, they have a a black belt in the discipline of respect, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, there was a couple who said, you know, you can have respect without love, but you cannot have love without respect. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Road time. Welcome back to Rolanda On Demand. Now, let's get back to our mysterious Mr. Dante Noir, the podcast host of Cigars and Crypto. And let's learn about that thing called Bitcoin. I love the cigars and cryptocurrency combination. It's so mysterious and makes you really as I say, lean in. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I honestly, when I would go to the cigar lounge, people would ask me all the time, what are you doing? Um, cigar lounges are very communal spaces and people talk with each other, but I'm the lone nerd sitting in the corner with a laptop looking at charts. And, <laughs> um, a lot of the people in my area that I smoke with are, are well-to-do. Um, so when they saw me, they, the very first thing they would say is, what do you, you know, what stock are you looking at? Do you have any tips? You know, and I would say, I'm not looking at stocks. I'm, I'm looking at Bitcoin or I'm looking at cryptocurrency. And so they started asking me about it. Mm. Well, you start having the same conversation and repeating the same information 30 times to a group of people <laughs> in like two weeks. You say, you know what? I've got to find a better way to get this out to people. Now, I have a background and a degree in broadcast communications with a concentration in radio. Yeah. So it was oh, a that shows. Point. It's written all over your, all over your voice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so it was a natural progression for me to just sit down and just record these conversations sure. for people. And I decided, well, I'm going to grab a video camera and I'm just going to talk. And then I said, well, video is too wonky for me and I'm not really familiar with it, but I do know audio. So I got some studio equipment and I just started recording. And that was 164 episodes ago. Wow. What have been some good surprises for you in your podcast? Indeed, I have. Um, I've had some really, really, really deep thinkers, some really cerebral people uh, join me on my show. Um, Folks like Bitcoin Zay. These are like uh, Twitter personalities. Bitcoin Zay, Isaiah Jackson, uh, Jimmy Song. One of the greatest people, in my opinion, in the cigar industry in the world, Mr. Matt Booth from Room 101 Brand Cigars. And uh, I'm just fortunate to speak to people that either share my, my interests or, or are infinitely smarter than I am. And I learn every time uh, I stop talking and I let them talk. <laughs> well, you know something, you are so brilliant to have, uh, to really make the podcast niche and your passion. I mean, that's just great. You're going to have, I know those are some great interviews. I mean, anybody who talks about cryptocurrency around cigars has got a really relaxed attitude (laughs) 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 and can help us really understand what's going on here. Well, now I understand that part of the, the joie de vivre of this thing is that it is owned by everybody, that there's no one autonomous government or something that is overseeing your currency, taxing you. Um, is, isn't that a form of anarchy? Um, 
Anarchy, I wouldn't say, but more revolution, I would say. Well, um, what's the difference? What's the difference? Anarchy has a kind of a negative connotation to it where uh, people are purposely attempting to undermine something. And I don't think, and this is just my opinion, I don't think that's what Bitcoin is. I think Bitcoin is an alternative, an alternative that people like, an alternative that people accept. And because people control Bitcoin and it's not controlled by a centralized entity, I think Bitcoin represents an existential threat to all of the things that we consider normal when it comes to banking. Well, Not in America, well, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. It, it, okay. I don't know much about it. It fascinates me. <laughs> I don't even know if I like it with the information that I have, but I am applying myself because I'm so curious about this doggone thing. Okay. I mean, do you have to be a, in a club? Are you supposed to be a certain kind of person? Could I be a Bitcoin person? I mean, who's the Bitcoin people? Bitcoin people is everyone. Everyone is a Bitcoin person. If rich, you, poor, rich, poor, class, in between, black, white, no everybody. matter what part of the world. Right. And that's the benefit of Bitcoin. It doesn't really, it doesn't discriminate against anyone. If you want to be a part of the Bitcoin community slash Bitcoin movement, you can. And it takes as little as $5 to get started. And but anyone can do it. Might you be somebody who invests in Bitcoin after this conversation? Who knows? We have a lot more to learn. Plus, later in this podcast, you're going to meet somebody who has been investing in Bitcoins since 2012. What does he have to say about all of this? As he admits, he's a social revolutionary. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. So I go out to the restaurant. Charles says, oh, you look divine with your hanging moons. I said, my what? Pointing to my chest. And I'm going, first of all, Charles, I love you to death. You're my friend. But in America, you don't look at a woman and say hanging anything. I said, couldn't you have said something like rising sunsets, my cresting ellipses? He says, that was a compliment where I come from. There's more Rolanda next. Lots going on in social media. Don't forget to follow me there at Rolanda Watts. Don't forget the O in the middle, R-O-L-O-N-D-A, at Rolanda Watts on all forms of social media. And also remember, Father's Day is coming up, and have I got a cameo for you. Dear old dad won't be the same after he receives a cameo from Roe. So go to cameo.com slash Rolanda Watts. We're having some specials over there. I think it's 50% off for Father's Day. So go on over there and get a special message delivered for me, for dear old dad, a cameo. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. 
shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Now, let's get to our Bitcoin talk with Dante Noir, host of the podcast, Cigars and Crypto. Okay, so there's a part of me that says, what makes that different than the U.S. American dollar? Because the argument would be, well, anybody can invest in that system too. What do you need Bitcoin for? What's that going to be for my advantage? Okay, well... Let's go back a little bit. And I'm going to date myself here, so don't laugh at me, okay? Well, at least you're dating someone. <laughs> I remember the days when I could go and get a value meal from Burger King. I would get a Whopper with cheese, add bacon, get a large fry and a large soda, and it would cost you $3. <laughs> you're right. Okay. I remember those days. I remember when gasoline was 75 cents a gallon. Okay. Now, gasoline where I am is three dollars a gallon, and that's where I it. am four sixty five. Right, and that same uh, that same value meal costs you eight to ten dollars, mm -hmm. and that's inflation. And over time, the dollar in your pocket can buy you less than it did a year, five, ten, twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. We all have. Well, I have had parents who said, I remember when coffee was five cents a cup. Right. Right. Those are the effects of inflation. Bitcoin is a deflationary currency, meaning that over time, its value rises. When it first began, when it first hit exchanges in its inception, it was worth less than a penny. Oh, I remember this. Tell that story. Because yes. we're going back to like 2007, 2008. 2009. 2009. Okay. And so back then you mm -hmm. can buy, and let me, let me just break this down too. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is, is, you can't touch it. You can't hold it. It doesn't jingle in your pocket. You can't Correct. stuff it in your wallet. It's just up there in cyberspace. This is, let me tell you something. This is the ultimate example of faith. 
(laughs) (laughs) Where you believe in something you can't even put in your freaking pocket. And you're buying, I mean, people are buying houses with it. Let me, let me, let me tell you how excited I am to learn more about this. I go on Venmo the other day to do something. Okay. And I have an option to use my Bitcoins or my cryptocurrency. I'm like freaking out. This is becoming mainstream. It's almost like that that bar in Star Wars. It's a weird thing that's happening <laughs> around us. <laughs> but no, seriously. So, you know, it, it is it, it only behooves us to know more about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. And there's so many others. That's just one of the crypto. Right currency tribe of nations or whatever you would call it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to counter a point that you made earlier. Okay. You said um, Bitcoin is uh, something that you can't touch. It's not tangible and it's the ultimate faith, right? It's the ultimate test of faith. Mm-hmm. Well, the majority of people don't carry cash. Well, that's true. They that's use a so debit true. card. They get their paychecks given to them via debit cards. And well, now that is cards. very true. That's right. The true. only the only difference is is in, in you're spending a currency that comes on a plastic card, as opposed to one that can be housed, owned, and possessed on your phone or on a computer. That's the only difference. Will the government get mad at me if I go into bitcoins instead of Chase Manhattan Bank or 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 Wells Fargo or or no, they'll tax you. National, I mean, you know what? It's it seems. I mean, is there? Are you leaving a system? What are the ramifications for that to get into another stream, so to speak, of income? Right, right. Well, part of the reason Bitcoin was developed is due to the financial crisis of two thousand seven and two thousand eight. The creator Satoshi Nakamoto referenced that in a message on the blockchain that showed an article uh, referring to the bad actors in the banking system. Um, So when you divest yourself from the banking system, you're moving towards Bitcoin. Let me say it the other way around. When you move towards Bitcoin, you're divesting yourself from the banking system because you own and control your wealth. Right now, people get their paychecks, they have investments, and that money sits in the bank and they're the custodian of your wealth, right? They manage your wealth. If you read the depositors agreement, when you go into a bank and you open a savings account, it tells you that the money that you place in that bank does not belong to you. It belongs to the bank. And when I tell people that they don't believe me, but I tell them just walk in the bank one day and grab a depositor's agreement and then read it all the way through. You'll see that the money that you put in the bank does not belong to you. And that's why they're able to lend it out. They lend out your money and they make interest from your money. They keep the interest and then they give you an IOU that your money is still there when really they gave it to 10, 15, 20 other people. What are the ramifications? Are there any, is there any pushback for for being part of the Bitcoin or any kind of coin community outside of the U.S. currency, no, there are there are municipalities right now that are attempting to accept Bitcoin for taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the IRS has tools at their disposal to identify who has what Bitcoin in their wallets, and they're coming after people who uh, don't pay taxes. But if you pay taxes, you don't have anything to fear. 
A lot of people in this space don't like the idea of having to pay taxes on income. But if you want this to be mainstream and you don't want the government to attack Bitcoin, we need to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. What about the, um, the, the tremendous investment that it seems to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems to be that, that this, I mean, you, you know, let's go back to those numbers we were talking about before. We're going back to 2009 when it was worth, what, a penny? And then, right. you know, go through that trajectory because that was a tremendous, um, right. you know, if, if you had some Bitcoin, you might not have taken it real seriously back then or just left it in your account and look at where you would be today. Can you give us that kind of example that sure. would certainly lead as a as a beacon of hope for someone to, to join? Sure. Now, if I'm not mistaken, last week there was a it was called Pizza Day. And it is a celebration of a gentleman who paid 50,000 Bitcoin for two large pizzas. I think it was in 2010. (laughs) He paid 50,000 Bitcoins for two large pizzas and a drink in 2010. Had he had that money, that Bitcoin today, he would be one of the richest people in the world. Wow. Right? Because Bitcoin is what, $37,000, $38,000 a Bitcoin right now. I multiply that times 50,000. He's one of the richest people in the world. Um, There are a lot of people who got into the space who viewed Bitcoin as um, anarchy, who viewed Bitcoin as a revolution, who viewed Bitcoin as a novelty. Um, There are people who got into the space later, like 2017, 2018, who view it as a store of value. I got into the space in 2014. And during that time, the narrative was Bitcoin was money. It was a currency. It was sound money. So I would mine Bitcoin and I would purposely seek out places and people that accepted Bitcoin for goods and services. Now, what's mine? They talk about that Bitcoin mining, cryptocurrency mining. What's mining? (laughs) Okay. Like diamond mining. I mean, yes. Yes. That's actually that's actually a very good example. When you mine gold, you need a pick. You need an axe. You need wagons to wheel it from uh, the site where you're digging. You need to smelt it and you need to shape it into coins, right? That is energy that goes into mining gold. And that's that energy is what gives it its value, okay? Now, with Bitcoin mining, you have a very specialized machine. And its only job is to uh, uh, solve for extremely complex mathematical problems, Okay, these machines are called ASICs. They are really loud. You plug them into, well, not all of them, but some of them are really loud. You plug them into the wall, you connect them to your internet, you connect it to a pool, a mining pool where there are other people who are mining Bitcoin, and you let this machine run. And every 10 minutes, a new block is mined. And the pe- the person or the group that finds that block gets a block reward. And right now that block reward is 6.25 Bitcoins. When I got into the space, the mining reward was 50 Bitcoins. So you're mining the Bitcoin for two reasons, right? A, most miners want the Bitcoin. They want, they want to grow their wealth, right? The second part is, is mining these, uh, I'm sorry, solving these complicated mathematical problems is the way that miners secure the network and prevent people from hacking the Bitcoin network. 
One thing you've never heard about, think about all the banks and all of these other institutions in the world. The Bitcoin blockchain has never been hacked. Well, that's where the blockchain thing comes from. When you were talking about it goes part of the block, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right. And yeah, that's that. <laughs> I was going to ask that. What's the blockchain? You know, okay. is that a gang? <laughs> <laughs> because quite honestly, there are people who fear that this kind of undercover money, you know, well, it is chaseable. It's ch- traceable through the blockchain, I guess. Yes, you know, I guess you could is. scrape it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, th- but, you know, you you wonder like where, you know, if you can. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's 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 I think I think there's the concern that the, the, the traceability could this be going to 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 fund terrorists? Could this be funding rifles? I'm sure there are bigger things than rifles going on here. But, mm. you know, is could the money be going to the bad guys, so to speak, undercover out of the way of the people knowing who could be in danger or governments? No, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, really serious stuff, actually. But, you know, is this is this what are the dangers? What are the you know, what are the concerns that even you have in this business? Mm -hmm. So uh, there were a couple of questions there, and I'll answer that those questions starting from the first one. Mm -hmm. Think of the blockchain as your checkbook, right? Mm -hmm. When you write a check. For, for those of us who remember what checks are, when you write you a know. check, right, <laughs> in the back, there's a ledger and you write down the date, how much you wrote the check for and who you wrote it for. Right. And that's how you keep track of what's in your checking account. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what the blockchain is. It's a distributed ledger. It's just like the back of your checkbook that allows you to document each transaction that occurs on the network. The only difference is, is that you can't lose the blockchain. No one can take an eraser and erase one of your entries from your checkbook. And you never have to worry about, oh, did I remember to write this down in the back of my checkbook? Because it's an immutable ledger. You can't write, you can't write over anything in the ledger. You can only add to it. Okay. The second part of your question Yes, there are bad actors in this space, mm-hmm. but I mean, because difference... I mean, you, you got to say it's one of the greatest streams in the world, if you think about it, and it deals with money. How could there not be infiltration right. of, of, you know, of perpetrators? Right. The difference is, is that banks get sued for two, three, four billion dollars for uh, funneling money from uh, uh terrorist organizations, from bad actors, from countries that are sanctioned. Um, banks are hiding money for people who shouldn't have access to money. Um, but with the Bitcoin blockchain, there are companies called uh, coin analytics companies, and their sole job is to trace every single address on the blockchain and where Bitcoin moves to and from. That's you can tell I've been watching, I've been binging on startup. <laughs> <laughs> That's their soul I hate to say job. it, you know, it's like, it's like, does, does art imitate life or does life imitate mm-hmm. art? But, right. but that is the way of the world. And you mm-hmm. just have to think about all of this streaming going on. Well, there's all kinds of communications and yeah, mm-hmm. they're bad actors and everything. But the, the from what I'm seeing, the where it started back in 2009, 
and we're not even sure if that it was actually a person that started it. There's supposed Correct. to be like this mystery of whether this was just some entity that started it. <laughs> but anyway, it just came up poof. But it's right. something that's bringing the world together and under currency. There are people who are making money because if you really look at how it, the uh, the investment has increased like a stock, you know, it's been amazing since it started. So right. that would certainly attract people. And you're going to have a lot of people here, Dante, who are going to be um, wondering, can this be the quick fix during this time? You know, a lot of people are pivoting. A lot of people lost their jobs or changing jobs. Could this be a side hustle? Could this be lucrative for someone in this day and time of pivoting and COVID and and all of that? Right. I I know a good number of people who have left their jobs, not lost, but left their jobs Mm -hmm. to do this full time. Really? They are quite successful. Yes. Wow. And when you say do this, what is doing this? Whether it be trading or investing in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, that's what they do. They So is that mining? No, not the mining. No, the mining not. is a okay. separate piece. This is similar to like a day or swing trading, like a stock investor or a stock trader would do. Right. Mm-hmm. Have there been any of these big stories of people losing big? I mean, is this like gambling? Um, everything in life is a gamble, Rolanda. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, don't I know? <laughs> no, but it's no more of a gamble than um, stocks and bonds mm-hmm. on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Now, Dante, let's talk about you. Now, what, why this passion in this particular area? And then we're going to get into the cigars. And I love the combination. I can only <laughs> imagine the conversation about cryptocurrency around and you just can't say just i don't know about you but you just can't say just guys because i love cigars too i'm from north carolina old tobacco territory so i love them too but the conversation and the intimacy um and usually the 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 caliber of people you're talking with in certain situations revolving around um cigars and the time you have to talk about that kind of stuff i love that you have Put that all into your passion and into your purpose and into your podcast. <laughs> talk, about, <laughs> talk about how that all happened from when you was a little boy growing up to <laughs> handling these very, you know, unique and wonderfully uh, progressive topics mm. that are daring and inviting for people yes. to, to try something new, reinventing the way we're looking at money. Yeah, indeed. I, I fell or stumbled across Bitcoin in 2014. I was paying for a flight out of Atlanta to San Diego. And one of the options on the website said, we accept Bitcoin. And when I got to the checkout, it said, uh, do you want to pay with a credit card or with Bitcoin? And I was kind of perplexed. Like, what is this? I've never heard of this. I've never seen this before. So I got on the flight and then on my return flight home, because at the time I was working and I didn't know how long I would be in San Diego, I said, well, I'll I'll just book a one way and then I do one way on the way back home. And so when I was flying home, I saw this option again. And I said, this is something I need to look at. And when I got to Atlanta, the very first thing I did was look up Bitcoin. I did a deep dive. I did a a quick 50,000 foot overview in San Diego, but I really dug in when I got back to Atlanta. And I realized this is really cool. So the very first thing I did was I read the white paper 
Um, it's a, a, a technical document that explains um, the purpose and how it works. And I read it and I'm, I'm, I am an IT professional and I absolutely fell in love with its simplicity and its elegance. Where can you find the white paper? You can go to bitcoin.org and you can grab the white paper. Okay. And it's like the Bible, I, right? Right. It is. It's right. like the Bible for Bitcoin. Right. And I, I, I fell in love with Bitcoin. And the very first thing I did was I went out and I spent $2,000 and I bought a miner. Um, it was one of the very first miners, large scale miners that came out. I plugged it into the wall, connected it to the internet, and I mined a good amount of Bitcoin. And when uh, I read the white paper, I got the impression that it was money. So instead of saving it or holding it, I was booking flights anywhere that, well, you know, anywhere <laughs> that I could go. I was like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And that's what I did. I just started traveling all over the place. You know, the return on your interest isn't always money. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's whatever makes your, you know, I always say, even with money, I say it's the ticket to ride, mm -hmm. you know, we could always make more. You could always right. make more. Right. Um, yeah, that's exciting. What, who, who are you? Where did you, are you, what, you say you have an IT background. Is that what brought you to this? Have you always been into finances when you were growing up or, or was it really the IT? I mean, I love the combination of both. I had a, I had a very typical relationship with money, um, but it was my IT background that brought me to Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, that was. What do you say to those? Was. I'm just thinking about you inspiring young young people, especially young brothers. Mm -hmm. My number one pitch is: it's okay to have nice things, right? But the day will come when you will not be able to earn as much to buy these nice things over and over again. So let your money earn for you. Dollar cost average into Bitcoin, the same way you have a 401k. You spend the same amount of money every two weeks and you buy uh, into a basket of stocks or bonds that your employer provides to you. You take $50, $100 every two weeks and you buy Bitcoin and you just sit on it and you just watch it grow and consider it a nest egg. And considering Bitcoin is the best performing asset uh, year over year for the last 10 years, it's outperformed everything else. And for people that started that strategy 10 years ago, at just $50 a pay period, they'd be multimillionaires right now. And so every time I encounter someone who uh, asks me, hey, how do I get started in this space? Or they have that unit bias. They say, uh, Bitcoin is $37,000. I can't afford to buy a whole Bitcoin. I say, well, can you afford to buy $5? And then they uh -huh. say, you could buy just $5. And then I show them how. Wow. You know, that it's amazing. I, I remember back in the day when Spike Lee was starting 40 Acres and a Mule and asked me for a thousand bucks. And I was like, I don't have a thousand bucks. We were all coming out of school. I was like, a thousand bucks. I'm like, if I had only given a thousand bucks, right. if I had it, we were all just coming out of school with big dreams. But you think about when things are, you know, it's all not always to the best, it's to the first. And yeah. that always, that, that's always a good, good lesson. Um, Dante, this has been fascinating. And I just really appreciate everything that you said. I've learned a lot here and it was fun. And you let me ask you some of the tough questions too. 
So I thank you so much. Anything else that you want to say that maybe we should know about or um, maybe something we should be teaching our kids or uh, five things we can do when we walk out of here tomorrow? Should we be making that transition into cryptocurrency? What do you say as you wrap up? Well, I have just three things. First and foremost, thank you so much for your hospitality. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Um, Next, if you're going to teach your children something, teach them a new relationship with money. Um, Teach them not to be consumers, but to be producers, because it's the producers who get the lion's share of wealth in this country. And lastly, um, view Bitcoin the same way you view any other investment asset or vehicle that you have in your portfolio. And you can start today with just $5. Just buy some, get your feet wet, get in the game, and you'll be just as excited as I am. Yeah. Well, it's it's exciting. You know, you think about stuff and you go like, oh, that's too weird. I'm not bitten, not coining. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but then you think about it. You remember back when Uber was so crazy. You yes. and you would never dream of putting your kids or getting in the car drunk or, you know, right. any of those things with strangers. And you think about all the things that just didn't make sense at one time. Heck, the fax machine didn't make sense at one time in my life. But, right, right. <laughs> but we but we acclimate and it becomes part of what we do as as a society and as and a, and as personal choices that seem to be more fitting um, to yes. lifestyles even. Because yes. you're right. You got me when you when you pointed out you don't carry cash. You had me nailed right there. <laughs> and, I, and I'm trusting and believing that that car going to work when I leave the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen, Dante, thank you so much. I really appreciate your taking the time to be with us today here on Rolanda On Demand. And uh, tell us where we can find you right now, because I know people are going to want to know more and to follow your podcast and talk with you and maybe have a cigar or two with you. As now that sounds good. Uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at Cigars and Crypto. Uh, that is my Twitter handle. Or you can find me and my shows online at www.cigarsandcrypto.com. And remember the cigars come first. So get your cigar and yes, then go ma'am. to get your crypto talk on. Really fascinating stuff. Really fascinating stuff. Thank you so much again, Dante. Thank you for having me. Hey, don't go away. We'll be right back because I want you to hear from Israel. Israel Wilson, I met on Clubhouse, and he calls himself a social revolutionary. And he says that's why he's into Bitcoins since 2012. Hear what Israel has to say before you make a decision about running out there to buy your next Bitcoin. I don't know. Are you going to buy any? Are you going to check them out? There's so many other different kinds of cryptocurrency, too. How much are you into it? Let me know. Hey, y'all, listen, don't forget to subscribe to Rolanda On Demand and tell your friends and family. Leave a rating and review only if you like it. And please download, download, download. Listen later at your leisure. But those downloads mean a lot to me. So come on and download. All right, let's get back to our show. 
I want you to meet artist Israel Wilson now. I met him on Clubhouse and he was talking about Bitcoins and I just found it fascinating. He's been in the Bitcoin business since 2012 and he says it's a lot because he's a social revolutionary. He talks with us about the Bitcoin and why he finds this cryptocurrency so fascinating. Israel, I'm so excited to have you here on Rolanda On Demand because after we met on Clubhouse and started talking about Bitcoins, you've got my brain blown out here. And I wanted you to come and share some of the things that you shared with me uh, and the rest of the folks on Clubhouse. So many of us are going, what the hell is a Bitcoin? And what is this cryptocurrency stuff? And I look at you and you call yourself a Bitcoin believer, having invested in this mysterious coinage since, well, since 2012, you said? Was it even around then? I didn't know that. But what was it? Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you to Bitcoin trading. There's been a, there's been a, a long search for human beings to find ways to trade value, right? The first money in the United States was a string of beads called wampum. And wampum were these strings of mollusks that they, that they dug out of the Hudson Bay. And they um and that's the first money in the United States of America. Right. So yeah, so there's always these representations of value and ways to exchange human value. And I was already investigating that. And like so I was in a class my freshman year at Rutgers and my professor, he wrote on one side, he saw he wrote capital, he wrote capital, and on the other side he wrote labor. And he said, capital is always gonna want more labor for its capital. And labor is always going to want more capital for its labor. And this is, and then in that moment, I realized that that brief description described all the problems and all the things I had, I had gone through. A lot of things leading up to that point had been through all types of trials and tribulations, had experienced homelessness and, 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 and all these different things that were an outgrowth of this economic, of this ongoing economic battle. And the reason that society I saw, so I was, so that was my investigation. So when I was introduced to an idea about an alternate currency that wasn't issued by a centralized authority, I immediately was like, whoa, wow, great. This is excellent. This is what humanity needs. This is what we actually need to be able to survive because we're going to die like this. If, continue, if things continue to go like this, we're going to continually go down the a worse and worse path. There, where, there is no a government is in a perilous position. Our economies are in a perilous position. And at that time, it was really highlighted because so in 2007, we go through this economic down down crash, and Obama is villainized for TARP and for printing up money, far less money than was recently printed up to no one's dismay during the Trump administration. But in this time of all this hopefulness, our economy crashed. And instead of actually fixing it and getting rid of the banks and doing the things that needed to be done to give us a strong economy moving forward, those banks were able to control the conversation through people that they, 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 they already had inset in the government. And they were able to put a bandaid over a bullet wound and continue in their failure. And in two, so now the idea gets introduced by this paper at this time, guy introduced 2008, the Bitcoin white paper. And it basically takes apart this problem and shows us a solution that, that there, there can be, if we, if we have a currency 
that isn't issued by any government. That is, that has to be the mining thing that has to be mined. You have to go through a process. Well, wait a minute, wait, Israel, there are going to be some people who are listening who are going to say, but isn't that anarchy? Starting your own money outside of the government? How can you do that? How can you have an invisible currency going on in the country? And I, I truly believe, but I truly, but I'm a believer in anarchy and anarchy isn't, anarchy isn't chaos. Anarchy, anarchy seems to equate chaos, but it's not chaos. If you go and look into the definition of anarchy, anarchy is small organization. That's all it is, is the ability, your household is anarchy. You create, you control your household, your family, your wife, your kids. You control that and it's your little government and you're your little mini government. That's anarchy. Now, well, you do it your way. How, and how is, how is it that the government or the officials, I mean, you, you say that you're shifting culture into the future intentionally, and I get it. But how do you, how do you, how does the government or some big authority not come and grab you and call it illegal and all of that stuff? I mean, why isn't Bitcoin in trouble? Well, we went through a lot of that. We went through a lot of the, those thought uh, experiments early on. And it was the fact that because Bitcoin isn't created with it, so we, can, we, we do have the right to exchange value between each other. That's a born, that's a God-given right. They can't really snatch that from us. So since we had, so Bitcoin for a while was just defined as, as a, a property. It wasn't, it's still defined as property, not as a currency. So they're charging us in ways. So now they're, they're taxing it and they can put regulations around it in their ecosystem, but the, they really can't do anything to stop it because it exists in a layer that's above them. That's not really, it does not, they, they did not create it. They did not pour value into the ecosystem that make that makes it and they and there is no authority since there is no central point of attack they can't take it down wow well, can, but who so, can get in how do you get into bitcoins who do i go see right now to go get a bitcoin now it's a lot simpler than ever you have your, if you have your cash app if you have venmo if you have paypal paypal right now has like imaginary bitcoin but at least it gives you exposure to bitcoin as does Robinhood, but Cash App actually is a Bitcoin wallet. You'll open up a Bitcoin wallet. When you buy Bitcoin, it will be on your Bitcoin wallet within your Cash App and you'll start having exposure to it. Okay, so if I hold on to the Bitcoin, is it going to increase? That's now seeing that would be, that would be uh, for me to say, that's, that's the, I, I wouldn't- I mean, it's a magical coin. It I might as well multiply somewhere, right? What I can say is that historically, so if we look at, if we look at, yes, you can. You actually can multiply it through, uh, you can collateralize it and borrow it and let lend it out or stake it and gain money from it. But if we look back 10 years ago and we look at the price of Bitcoin about 10 years ago, $100 turns to 100 million today. So let's say if we go out 10 years and we do 1% of that same performance against the legacy economy, then $100 turns to $1 million. Have and you made money? Have you made money? Um, my, my crypto is all, it has consistently been worth more than I bought it for at, and, and really and worth more than I sold it for. Really my biggest, my biggest peril has been, especially with my early Bitcoin, was losing it or not valuing it and, and selling too early or you trading it for, for dollars, doing dollar things. I was doing dollar things with Bitcoin. The whole time that Bitcoin was in the $100 range, 
$230. I'm doing, I'm buying a dollhouse or taking my daughter to the movies or doing things like that with Bitcoin. And now those are $30,000 movie trips, $100,000 dollhouse, you know, all those different things, those, all those equations. And, you know, and, but what, that's what it really did for me too, was it constantly gave me that perspective that I had an opportunity and I didn't take the utmost advantage of my opportunity. Still to this day, as like right now, we just had a 55% retreat. What I look at that as, I, I, I exhale, it's a great opportunity. Everything goes down, but now I have a better opportunity. Hopefully I can go grab some more money. I can go get back in again, right. figure it out again, and ride this thing back up and look out over a longer time period. Because now if I can just buckle up for 10 years, I can be a billionaire. If I can just buckle down for 10 years, I can be a billionaire. But I need to, um, instead of trying to extract value from this and trying to make, I don't even care what the number of that is. I'm trying to extract value from this place with my art, with my talent, with my business acumen, helping people to have an insight into the future, being able to do the things that they need to do, take advantage of technology, mm-hmm. get money from that, speaking engagements, books, whatever. And Venmo has got Bitcoins. It's, it's just so crazy. You know, one day we're going to have uh, robots that we walk around with who are our best friends. And we already have cars that don't have drivers. And now we've got coins that you can't even see. Who heard of a coin you can't jingle? It has no sound, but it is the way of the world. And it's so fascinating where that may lead. I mean, where is that? I mean, money can do so much good and it can do so much bad too. I mean, how do we know Bitcoins aren't funding the next Contra movement? What we can't say is that cash hasn't been used to do illicit things. That cash isn't being currently used to trade children or to trade whatever it is. It actually is still... Cash still is the preferable. Cash is king. Yeah, cash for criminals, especially for criminals. Specifically, they would rather have cash than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is traceable. Mm -hmm. And um, the the interactions on the blockchain are, are, they they can be tracked and patterns can be seen. So it's going to be, it may may be better and it will be better in the future for preventing uh, attacks and preventing all these different things. But I, I always go with the Benjamin Franklin. He said, he said, the one who trades liberty for security tends to lose both. Mm. And, and, and he was a proponent of, of, of a three-party or more uh, uh, government so that we would have some fair, so we wouldn't have the stalemates that we currently have. And, he, and, and, you, and as you know, he was doing those electricity experiments. So there was a, it, it was an intelligent man and I, and I really believe that statement that if, if we trade our freedom to be more secure, we're gonna lose both our freedom and our security. And given, given what I saw, how well they protected the capital, I don't believe too much too well that, this, that, they're, gonna, that they're gonna be able to protect me mm-hmm. my house. And yeah, like they say, it's all about the Benjamins. He's the only one that, that we say that about. I don't see we have Sanders about the Woodrow Wilsons <laughs> or anything like that. Israel, thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. I, I, man, it's a dream, a dream, dream come true, man. I used to, I used to watch you. I used to watch you every night. <laughs> hey guys, don't forget to follow me on Clubhouse. I have two clubs: one, the joys of voice acting, and the other club, Reinvention Retreat, where we talk about all the great things you need to know to stay strong during this time of change. So join me over on Clubhouse, Reinvention Retreat, and the joys of voice acting. We got some great content for you.
Y'all, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, and let me know that you're out there. And let me know the kinds of podcasts that you'd like to hear. And we'll just keep them coming. Keep them coming. Thanks so much. And I'll see you this week in social media. Now, go out there and do something good. Thanks again to Leslie Carter and Wayne Lindsay for my beautiful music today.
Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. In my story, where I did do it one time to a guy, it's because he looked like Morris Chestnut. Ooh. Ooh. But he was <laughs> dumb as doornails. <laughs> but I think we've Amy, all done the L.O. Amy, my angel, I'm going to tell your mother on you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but if my mom saw him, Yvette, she'd be proud of me, too. <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. And I was doing a book signing years ago, and some guy says, Dave, in two words, changed my life. Two words, changed my life. And I said, and, and God was speaking to me, because I am rather obtuse at times. I said, be happy. What? Three words. Be happy now. Be huh? happy now. Be happy, be happy now. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. You probably know this man. Thank you for having me. Joe. I just wanted to say that uh, Ro looks amazing. I do? Oh. Yes, you do. Ooh, I, I think do. you should have some type of virtual thing going on out here. You need to, you're too fine to be behind this microphone without us seeing you. Oh, really? Really. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.